0: People, welcome to Have Guitar Will Travel, presented by Vintage Guitar Magazine, with your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies. And today I'm speaking again with guitar wizard and gristle master, Greg Cock I spoke with Greg again before a show where my band had the pleasure of opening for Greg and his band. Greg is a monster of a man and a monster of a guitarist and one of the nicest, most approachable people you will meet. We discuss in our conversation his podcast chewing the gristle we talk about his vocals with the band and his fan base we talk about touring for his current band both in the u.s and europe and his desire to play in front of people we discuss nam and the nam experience we talk about his experience in Hawaii, and Greg talks about his guitars made by Reverend and the rest of his gear. We talk about his signature products, pedals, etc., and sales. And we talk about his Wildwood guitar videos, and more importantly, shipping guitars. So if you haven't already, you need to check him out at GregCock.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-O-C-H.com. Please like, comment, most of all share this podcast, I'd really appreciate it, and please support Vintage Guitar Magazine and all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players. Here's Greg. Stand as close to that band as you possibly can. Let's hit it! Okay.
1: We could sit anywhere.
0: Yeah, sit anywhere. We could lurk. we going to close the door though because people you know, are going to walk in and talk to you because you're
1: Impotent.
0: You're a great cop. Oh, oh. this is better. Oh, now it's more like I'm, I'm grilling you. Yes. There will
1: be tough questions. Okay, that was good. This is a test of the microphone system. This is a test of the stuff we must know. How's your podcast going? It's going good. It's actually uh, for a while. Yeah, we got a, we're working on Season 4. How come you did Seasons? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, we, we discussed that with uh, my buddy Ryan from Fishman, and it just seemed to make sense to break it up into Seasons. The Seasons of the Witch. So we got two in the can for Season 4, but I've been traveling, so I've got to get more up and ready to go so it isn't such a hassle like oh we we have one that has to come out next thursday who, uh, who am i gonna get because as you know it's like herding cats yes to get people to sit down for an hour well you've been doing them by zoom though i have yeah yeah yeah. all, all of them were zoom all of them were um, well we use this uh program uh we do it on uh Microsoft obs obs so we do capture video, but we don't use it. We yeah, just use the, the audio. Yeah.
0: I, for the Zoom stuff, That's I do capture video also. Yes. People are thrilled by our conversation right now. That's yeah. I really want to know about you. Who did you get for your first two in season Uh four? Sonny
1: Landreth and, awesome. uh, and I'm trying to think who else. I, I'm spacing. Oh, wow. Somebody very... Uh, it, was, it was an impressive soul, but I can't remember who it is because my brain is... Ranger Doug has been uh, grounded to dust Green. with this this little tour has ground my brain into dust. Ranger Doug
0: Green from Riders in the Sky. That's right, Riders in the Sky. That's uh, right. Okay, uh, you should sing more. You have a wonderful singing voice. Oh
1: well, thank you. We do we do a few more vocal tunes now in the ensemble, and uh, since I've been loving you, uh, I don't sing that. That's 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 above my pay grade. I don't have the... Uh... We should tell people who you are. Oh, I, uh, that's a good question. I'm Gregory Cockery. He who shall be mispronounced. If really? we're, they say my name wrong all the time. It's Cock. And then I have people go, he even says his name wrong. I'm like, I know how to say my name. <laughs> people on the internet, they're an interesting group of, group oh, yes. of, group of folks.
0: Well, your, your people are very uh, active.
1: Well you know what I got to say I'm very very uh gratified and uh thankful for the the vast majority of the people are very convivial and very just down to have a good time. Yeah. And uh because uh, yeah, I mean for the most part they're 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 really great. Every now and again you get someone who's like rah, 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 but that's I think that's the same with everybody. But yeah. uh, the vast majority of people that tune into my shenanigans online are really really cool and, yeah. and do you, fun do you
0: think facebook they're more critical or or in, I, probably facebook they're more critical uh or more vocal let's say I,
1: I would say i i don't get really once in a blue moon i'll get a uh critical instagram thing but for the vast majority they're they're nice yeah um Facebook, the vast majority, is. And every now and again, sometimes on YouTube, people will, you know, kind of give the backhanded compliments like, oh, yeah, this sounds great. But, you know, and then they'll give you, you know, their, their, uh, their feelings on how it's mixed uh-huh. in the tone and the arrangement or whatever the case may be. And Why I'm is like,
0: this phone video, I'm the like, sound on the phone video is so sucky?
1: Or they'll say the opposite. Why are the videos with the phones sound so good, and sometimes the other stuff doesn't? So- That's like, you know what? I don't know. It just falling from grace. Fall from grace. The grace is here. Yes.
0: Oh, are you going to play her song?
1: Uh, we don't have that one worked up right now. That would be a good one to redeploy for the kids.
0: Yes, it would. <clears throat> yes, I stole. Part, you know, well, I stole a song. I play it. And I always give you credit when I play it. Well, I'm flattered. Very nice. Yeah, that's one of my... I mean, it's, I shouldn't say it's one of my favorite, but it's It's a great tune. Oh, thank you. A great acoustic tune.
1: Yes. yes. The electric t- The electric version's pretty wicked, too. Have you heard the electric version?
0: No, because you don't give me shit. Like, oh, well,
1: maybe I'll take care of that tonight. That It came out... It was a vocal tune. No way. Yeah, with uh, electric guitar. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's a... It's a then I'd sing it's a good little jam who's singing uh, I'm singing that Rascal really jam. yeah right on it's not I, think, I, I think you're digging it. it's about you know be, I was Mr. Momming it at that particular point in time and it was about how uh, you know you're thinking where could I be now where should I be going but no this is exactly where you should be and nothing puts things in perspective than a little fall from grace my little <laughs> two year old at the time oh, wow so that's how that works very good I love it yes um touring.
0: Yes. Do you need support every show? <laughs>
1: how, how poor do you want to be? <laughs> very poor. Well, i I couldn't be more poor. <laughs> well, this has been an interesting... You know, last time we saw each other, we were at this very room. This very room, pre-COVID. Like Pre, Pre-COVID, the, the like month, literally a month before it hit. Like, yeah, one of the last shows we did before COVID hit. Exactly. And we were just getting... You know, we we finally got a, a a great booking agency that was booking gigs, and we were kind of getting in the groove of touring. You know, because in the Europe I've been doing tours for for years, and I got a guy that tour manages and you know books everything and, and drives the bus, drives the bus, all that kind of shit. And um, but in the states, you know, my touring has always been like, oh, well, I got an anchor gig, maybe we could put a couple things around it, type of a thing, and I would just do it myself. Sure. Uh, but there hasn't been any kind of and people are like, Oh, how come, how come you're not playing Poughkeepsie or how come you're not, you know, why are you, what do you got against Philadelphia? He's like, I don't have anything against any of your towns. As a matter of fact, I would like to play in each and every one of them. I don't have an agent to call the venue of choice and get us in because yeah. if I call, they're going to go, who are you? And I last about two seconds on one of those calls, yes, right? Exactly. So, um, we finally got a great agent who started booking us some stuff. We were kind of getting the groove of, you know, okay, well, if I bring X amount of merch and, you know, we do these shows, we can make this amount of dough. And as long as you put enough shows together, you can make money. Yeah. And and then COVID hit. Yeah. But then COVID for me was... Uh, lucrative. It was lucrative. It was, it was lucrative because... You and the pharma companies. You, you know, yeah, well, I, I don't want to be looped. I don't, I don't want to be lumped in with that gang of uh, of mutantry, but... Uh, yeah, you know, Fishman had was already kind of trying to pivot to have me do more online stuff for them anyway, uh-huh. and then Wildwood just said, "Well, in lieu of you coming out here, let's figure out different ways to do it." So, I know, I, you know, for for the first two years, first full well year and a half of COVID, I was doing five live streams a week. Wow! And um, and and the new guitar came out in that period of time. The new uh, gristle 90 and the new pickups came out and sure. uh, so between all that stuff i mean i you know it's it was it was good and then and then the booking agency was kind of like hey let's get back out there again and i'm like i'm really in no hurry until everything's it, cool it, everything's cool so now it seems as cool as it's going to get for cuz you never know i mean there's oh, yeah. always there's yeah. always some kind of Monkey mutation pox. yeah now there's something so <laughs> so we're out there again doing it and, you know and we're and we're figuring it out you know one of the things for me is that I would I would get very very agitated in the states uh, if I would show up at a place that was far from home, and at the end of the night, you know, I, I said let yes to the gig, but I don't look into the, the contracts. And you know, sufficient are the evils of the day, right? Sure, sure. And so I'm like, what is the deal with this place? Oh, it's a it's some kind of a door deal versus you know, and then I would just get enraged, yeah. you know, like you know how much money I make without leaving my house, type of that, you know. Yeah. Kind of that that kind of an attitude. Well, there's a hundred people here, and we gave
0: out eighty comps,
1: so really, there's only twenty people. There. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know that the whole thing. But then, um, I just realized that we have needed, I have needed to do. I mean, I've you know for twenty some odd, you well, know, actually more than that now, 30, 30 some odd years. I've been putting out records and gigging, and I've had various different. Ways of getting out and touring, uh, you know, clinics or stuff in Europe and so on and so forth. But just bona fide getting in front of people and doing our thing in the states, I just haven't had a chance to do it. And so, you know, now my you know, my last just grad, my last kid just graduated from high school. He's going to college, and and uh, you know, and I'm I'm secure enough that you know I'm not rich by any stretch of so trust me, but at least I'm secure enough that I can take a few risks sure. and just go out and start playing gigs and. And I'm realizing as we go and do so, it's like people see you online, and you know, and they're very supportive as we were discussing before, and all that kind of stuff. But when they see the band line, they're like, "What?" They just, they, you know what I mean? Then that, yeah. that's what does it for me. Is that's what engages that. them. Yes. And then we're just realizing well, we just got to do that because that's what anyone who's done anything worth a shit has gone out and has lost has has, has ridden that kind of sure. razor's edge of of money to get the word out because the more you get out there, the more you play. The more the people see it, and again, the the reaction of people who thought they knew what I did versus when they see it live is totally different. So, Absolutely. So Absolutely. we're uh, we're having fun. As I can attest to. Ah, excellent.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Z. All, all those years playing Nam,
1: did you ever take your kids to Disneyland? I never did. That is bullshit. It is bullshit. You know, I well, I wanted to bring my wife out, but my my wife was. Uh, she never was into it. There was a couple times there I was like, we should, we should really just all go and do the thing. And I was like, well, then I'd have to take off work or this would have to happen. And what am I going to do when you're doing your thing? And, and, and plus, you know, usually at the NAMM shows, they just, well, you know, be, not, I'm not going to complain about it, but I work my ass off all day long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And by the time the night comes, I'm just, I'm, I want to get you're food right. and go into my hotel. Yeah. you know. And uh, so it just never happened. I did take two of my kids. I took Dylan and Grace with me on a Europe tour once. Did them. you really? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. They were, I think Dylan was, Dylan was like 10 and Grace was 8. Wow. And uh, I took them by myself, took them over, and then the Fender guys drove us around. We did you know, Germany, we went into the Netherlands, you're super France, good. and then we went into Switzerland, Austria. Wow. It was quite a trip. That's great. It was good times.
0: Yeah, you're, you're- you need, like, a gold star.
1: But the younger kids are like, when do we get to go on our trip? I'm like, well, sorry, that was kind of a... I mean, I'd love to take them, but... It,
0: <laughs> when we play the Blue Note Hawaii.
1: There you, there you go. There'll be, there'll be <laughs> some recompense at some point, but it has not yet transpired. Have you played the Blue Notes? No, we have not been. I, the, la- I, the only time I was in Hawaii was I did a Fender thing out there. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a couple stores, but there was this kind of like Hawaiian um, music association, like their version of the Grammys, and they have like this really cool, um, f- like for lack of a better term, convention or festival or whatever, where they bring in a bunch of musicians uh, that then play with Hawaiian musicians and oh, put wow. like workshops on and so on and so forth. And uh, I play with these, these two unbelievable musicians, and we just kind of jammed. And they were f- fantastic.
0: Slacky guitar players? Or- uh,
1: oh. No, it was just it was a bass player and a drummer. Oh, okay. And they were killer. And uh, and then that night there was a concert. It was Patrice Russian and... Uh, uh, Russian? Yeah, that's her. If, uh, sending me, forget me not. Patrice Russian, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her, Ready Freddie Washington and Ray Parker Jr. Oh, Ray, really? Ray Parker Jr. Blew my mind. Oh, of course. He's a badass guitar player. Yeah. Well, you know, and then at the end, I'm like... I was kind of facetiously joking the whole time that they were playing. I'm like, where's Ghostbusters? When am I going to get my Ghostbusters? And then they'd play another song, and I'd be looking at the people at the table. Where's Ghostbusters? And then the last tune breaks into Ghostbusters. And first of all, the groove was so fat, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. And then they started vamping on that and then three people came out dressed as Ghostbusters with confetti guns (laughs) and and Ray Parker Jr. starts doing a conga line throughout this place as this badass band is grooving on that vamp and I looked at the people I was sitting with at the table I was like Ghostbusters has just blown my mind I've just been officially Oswalded it's just insane but uh, anyway I don't know how we got on that subject that
0: was a great subject (laughs) (laughs) any new guitar players you're listening to these days
1: Ah. Uh, uh new guitar players. You, you know every the kids. You know I um uh, they stopped se- listening. Stopped they-
0: listening in 1982 maybe.
1: No, I mean I I I I heard this Ian Thornley record I really liked. I uh I I got one of his guitars from Wildwood to do a demo on. It. I'm like, who is this guy, you know? Uh-huh. And then I looked into his band, and uh, I dug it. I thought it was cool. I thought he played some great slide stuff and uh, good tunes. Um, but as far as like listening to on a, I, I listen to mostly old shit. I yeah. got to be honest. And when uh, you and when you're in the van, what are you listening to? Well, we've been listening to all kinds of different stuff. We did a, we did a full physical graffiti yesterday. Wow, it just cranked. And uh, but uh, there's been Toby's a lot. You know, he listens to newer stuff than, than I do. So, what, uh, actually he had a couple of these, uh, uh, Larry Goldings, the organ player, has, uh-huh. has these records called Scary Goldings, the latest one, Schofield's on it, the one before that, Robert Ford's on it, we've been grooming to that. Uh, and then... Like he, Les Elgart and his orchestra and that kind of stuff? Well, he, he, I don't know what he's, I, I, you know, some, I've been like, what is this? You know, oh, Albert. Well, he puts on this, he puts it on uh, um, Al Hurt. Shuffle. Okay and then we're hearing all manner of different things okay and uh, but other than that I mean uh, it, it it depends you know I listen as I said I listen to a lot of old shit because what, I dig it what's your guitar retailing for these days uh, the the Gristle 90 I think is sixteen ninety nine retail or MAP or whatever the hell it, yeah I think it's MAP yeah Some trusted retail right yeah. Yeah, Whatever, uh, And then the Gristle Masters fit 1499 I think. Don't quote me on that but these are, these are my thoughts as of today. No, look, I'm going to actually hold you to them. Alright, fair enough. And, uh, but they're both doing very well. I dig them both. I play, uh, I usually start off the night on the, on the P90 guitar, the Gristle 90. Uh, then I've got one Gristle ninety two into to Open G and I'll do a couple slide things in Open G and then I switch to the uh, Bluesifer the uh, the uh, gristle master with my telly set fishman telly set in there and then uh, I usually end the night on that beast when do you bring out the explorer oh it should bring out the explorer I did bring along my gristle hawk which I'm calling the, uh, the, the telly bird oh very cool it, it's a firebird body yeah where, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's it's badass a, yeah it's cool <laughs> and the case the guitar case your guitar trunk
1: yeah, that is. Uh, well, years ago, I got one from Fender that looked like that with the corrugated kind of steel airplane aluminum, whatever the fuck it is, man. And uh, I used it for years, and it was starting to get kind of destroyed. And uh, and so I ran into somebody that's like, oh, that's uh, this guy, John Dixon, who makes these cases. and uh, But his company's called Scott Dixon Flying Scout. Okay. So I went online. Apparently, you can only find them on Facebook. And I got a hold of him and said, Hey, you know, I had one of your Fender versions, uh, but it's worn out. And I'd like to order a couple more. He's like, Well, Fender actually, those weren't, weren't mine. Fender copied my design. Oh, wow. I was like, Oh, well, regardless, <laughs> yeah. I would like to patronize you at this juncture in time. And So I got one that fits three solid body guitars. Yep. And um, with three solid body guitars in there, in the case, it's less than 50 pounds. A lot of times if wow. I'm flying, I check that rascal. And then I got another one that's a little larger that I can fit a Dreadnought guitar and I can fit a 335 in there. Wow. Yeah. So they're pretty cool. They when take a lick of it. That?
0: When do you use that?
1: You know, I use those when, I, uh, when I'd been doing some fisherman stuff and I'd go All out right. and I'd bring, my, I'd bring my Martin along right. and, right. and bring uh, either a Les Paul or a, uh, a 335 as well. So I'd have two of those things I'd be lugging around. Chris Martin's very happy that you've done that. <laughs> Yes, I was doing. Uh, I was doing some some prior to, prior to COVID. I was doing some uh, clinics here and there for for Martin, and because uh, you know I got my acoustic thing that I do, and I might actually start bringing out. Actually, I but during uh, COVID, I got one of those Acoustasonic uh, Jazz Masters. Uh
0: huh. Yeah.
1: And uh, I got to say, it sounds great, and it's Does easy it? to play. And you know, at first, when those guitars first came out. I'm like whose brainchild was this thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Fishman did the electronics. So they're like, hey, check this one out. And so I checked it out, and I was like, God damn, this sounds pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because, you know, acoustic guitar, even though Fishman has really, really great stuff, it's not as easy as an electric guitar just plugging it in, you're done, you know? Yeah. So there's still a little bit of, you know, messing around to make sure everything sounds good and it's not making noise and so on and so forth. So um, I got one of those acoustic sonic... Uh, Jazz masters. Thank you, Billy Siegel from Fender, and uh, and I use that for uh, for live streams when I'm doing the Fishman thing, and sure. drives some people crazy because that thing sounds like shit <laughs> and it looks like ass, and I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> if it sounded like shit, I wouldn't play it. Yeah. See, so there's that. Since you have access to the cream of the crop, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's you know, and it's small bodied, and it sounds you know, I plug it into one of those uh, loudbox performers, and it sounds. Jim Crack Dandy. Although a lot of times I like to plug it into the uh, uh, the Spectrum Aura preamp they have, but I don't use any of the images because the images are already on in the guitar. Oh. So I turn the imaging off, but it's still a fat, you know, analog preamp with a little bit of compression on there. I don't use a, I don't use any compression when I play electric guitar per se, uh-huh. other than the tubes themselves. Yeah. Uh, but with acoustic, I find just having a little bit on, not so much that you can hear it. But I can feel it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that that comes in very handy. What
0: happens if you leave the imaging on the on the aura and on the then then it's, then kind of, double, it's double it sounds imaged. like a robot has been R2 D twos in the house or something. <laughs> nah. How'd you where'd you pick up
1: the Plexi twenty? Oh, though you mean the little Plexi uh, Marshall I'm playing up there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that is um I, I had a well what happened was is that I did these sessions down at Sweetwater in Fort Wayne. Okay. And uh, they, we had been talking, Thad and I go, wait Thad who does all their artist relation stuff and interacting with the artists there. He used to be a Fender rep years ago and I used to travel around with that. I've known Thad forever. He's one of the only guys in the music industry that's taller than I am. Wow. He's got to be, saying something. he's got to be 6'9". I'm 6'7". He's, he's got to be up there, right? So but anyway, he's a good dude. And we've been talking about us doing something down there. He's like, well, you should really do one of these recording sessions. I'm like, oh, okay. So then we started to narrow it down, and then they were like, well, you could do like a live at Sweetwater thing where we take like a, you know, like a four camera shoot. It's studio quality audio. Um, I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And they go, well, why don't we do this? We'll do the studio workshop where you know people buy you know all these different would be engineers, pay for the privilege of coming in, and then. Uh, uh, Sean Deely, who does their uh, studio stuff there now, gives them a tutorial on how to mix a band, and we're the guinea pigs. Okay. But then we get two tracks out of it. Yeah. Of and then uh, and then we parlayed that into getting this multi-camera, you know, good audio, yeah. studio quality video of us live at Sweetwater, and they wanted to use three of the tunes. We did five total, so now I got all five tunes that we're gradually posting on my YouTube pages and so on and so forth. But, anyways, the story is so we got there and I had my caulk amp. And it was sounding good, but then Sean's like, it would be nice to have the girth of some, some 12s, because my amp has two 10s in it. Sure. And uh, I said, well, I'm not opposed to that. So we used a Friedman Dirty Shirley, which I'd used before. I you know, I've got I got kind of addicted to the Friedman amps, and I was doing Wildwood stuff. So Dirty Shirley, I knew it was a good amp, but we set it pretty clean. But we had this hand-wired Marshall 412 cabinet. Uh-huh. So we used both of those amps for the... And then I used my Gristle King pedal for the clean boost and overdrive. I used the Delay Llama pedal from our friends at uh, Jam to get a little bit of slap back and so on. Um, and I heard it back. I was like, God, that sounds awesome. So then right after that, I was thinking, boy, it would be really cool to maybe have like a little marshall thing to go along with the cock, plus the cock marshall trio. And how cool would that be? Exactly. So and then I was like... Oh, that dirty Shirley's like 3 grand, 3500 $3, bucks. And that Marshall cabinet was like 2500, 3 grand. Wow. I was like, I you know, I just I want a little flavor. I don't need to, you know. Yeah. I don't need it to be more than the main amp, right? Exactly. So, um, I started thinking about one of those little Plexi low wattage Plexis the SV, right? Yes, yeah, the SV20. Um, i take your word for it. Yeah, I think it's SV20 uh, and the head and the 212 combo. The 212 combo awesome because it's tall like a regular half stack, but it's half the width. Yep. yep. And the little head fits perfectly. It's sure. It looks awesome, right? Yep. And so I went into Cream City Music over in my neck of the woods and they you had. You didn't
0: even buy it from Sweetwater?
1: No, I didn't because they had a used one in there. Okay. So they had a used cabinet I bought the head new and because um, I didn't know if I'd like it or not but I bought it and went home and it's it's a great amp if you want to use like an old plexi where you just bridge the channels and dime it and and use the volume control on your guitar uh, but I use it where I run it pretty clean uh-huh. and then when I hit the clean boost on my gristle king it's starting to fart out a little bit uh, in a good way and then when I hit the overdrive it's it's, it's razor alive. it's just beast yes. and so that with my caulk camp is, is a pretty awesome combination and I liked it so much that Wildwood's doing uh, a limited run of red Tolex oh, had to get, oh, and so I had to get one of those as well oh, so now I got a red one
0: what about the, if they do the fawn Tolex then what are you going to
1: do No, oh, then there's going to be trouble <laughs> but the red looks so cool I'm like, oh my god I got to get that <laughs> plus it's just it's rock furniture it looks awesome
0: oh yeah That's- it's gorgeous, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, love it
0: all your stuff is gorgeous
1: well, I do what I can I try to i you know I like to you, the stuff's got to look right and sound good you know there's got to be a there's got to be a vibe happening so now i run i put the uh, the caulk amp up on the uh road case uh cover, which yep. lifts it up a little bit, which is about the same height as the as the marshall so it looks cool it's a great combo little sound and I split them with the uh uh, the uh, Neo Instruments mini vent. I was bringing my ventilator for a while, but one of the trips, something was going weird, and I was like, I, I got to troubleshoot it in a hurry, and I just ended up saying, okay, I think it's this one, so I, I put the new the new little mini vent. Plus, it freed up some real estate on the pedal board. Yes. But you know what's funny about pedal boards? Like, I use three pedals in any given night, and n- never more than two at the same time. You know? Yep. And uh, but I got full. a couple extra little things on there just for kicks and giggles. But uh, I and this tour I haven't used anything really more than as I mentioned a couple. And how many pedals do you sell per night on average? Oh my gristle kings! Uh, it depends. I I would say you know f- there's point a lot. Point three. Of, uh, I would say po- I would say I sell at least two a night. Really? Yeah.
0: That's way above point three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, it's been more like four. Wow. Yeah. So uh, when well, people find out, yeah, yeah, I have them, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my God, do you? How many do you have?" I'm like, "Well, I got plenty," you know. And so people, are, you know, people, like, I got a credit card thing, and we sign it, and then I show them how I run it, and I go, "You can run it anywhere you want, but these are what the controls are, and this is how I run it." And I sign it, and off they went. So I, I, I brought a, a, a stipend of them with me when we started the tour, yeah. and after the first four gigs, they were gone. Wow. So then I had to do the Paul Gilbert guitar camp. Yep. And so I had Fishman's because Fishman makes them for me now.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah,
1: which has been great. So then they sent me another eighteen or so, and now I'm down to four again. So wow. it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Well, what's good about it is you know the you know when you're on the road with in this kind of environment where it's you know it's the three of us it's down and dirty, you know when you're filling nights. You discluded your daughter. So. Oh well, Grace is here with us this weekend because she's. <laughs> She came down for uh, for today and tomorrow, but usually it's just the three of us. I got extra help tonight because Grace is doing the merch for me, which yeah. is going to be
0: awesome. <laughs>
1: uh, but you know, it's it's down and dirty touring. So every night's like you know, okay, a Tuesday in you know uh, or a Wednesday in Santa Barbara, it's a door deal. You know what I mean? Meals included. You know, and we charge a different uh, you know a decent amount at the door where if people show up, you know we make dough. Yeah. Uh, but there's times where the merch is double what we made. Oh, yeah, of course. And um, especially so, you know, for you, because you have quite a diverse range of merch. Correct. So that's made it worthwhile. Yep. Skull caps still? Uh, skull caps, yeah, I'm down to two. No, my goodness. Yeah, so I've got more ordered. That's the thing now. I was like, now that we're doing more touring, because we're going out again, we're home for a week, and then we go out again, and we're going down south. Uh, and then we're home for two weeks, and then we go out again. You know, and do more stuff. So it's really starting to pick up, and I'm, I'm just starting to realize the ins and outs of, uh, of uh, being a quartermaster. You know what I mean? <laughs> of how much stuff do we need? Sure. You know, where do I need to get more? And, and you know, and just being timely with all that stuff. Have you ever sold a guitar off the stage? Well, it's funny you should mention that because when I was in Oklahoma, uh, the second gig on our run here, a guy's like, "I want to buy one of those guitars that you played tonight." I said, "No." Nope. And, and the guy's like, "Come on, i I mean, I, I could have probably named my price, but I needed them. I'm go, yeah. go you know, I need them. I'm on the road. I can't be messing around here. But then I thought, I should really ask Ken from Reverend if I can bring some, and, he, and he's cool with it. You know, I just have to be. You know, obviously, if a show is sponsored by a certain retailer, I probably don't want to yeah. usurp their sales by selling them myself. Oh, a lot of alliteration there. You hear yes, that? that was great. Uh, but I think I'm going to start doing that. You know, bring bring four and see what happens. I, I, this is the first time I've brought pickups with me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I haven't sold any of those yet. But I just got them, and I have people like, are those the pickups you're playing? I'm like, yeah, those are them. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, so I got the hats. I've got different T-shirts. I got all the various books that I've done. Yeah, method books. Um, I got the Gristle King pedals. Uh, yeah, hats. You know yada, yada, yada. Do you ever sell your gear? Like, well, I,
0: I know you sell gear, but but, your used gear... Oh, do I ever get rid of stuff when I... Yeah, when well, I how get... do you... Do you go to Cream City or do you or do you go... Do you have a shop at, at Reverb or how do you do that? Uh,
1: I haven't really done it in a while. I, I, what I used to do in the old days of Cream City when my buddy um, um Joe Gallenberger owned it, uh, every now and again I'd purge and I'd bring it in because it was kind of funny, you know, in my in my Fender years, you know, a lot of people thought I worked for Fender, and I, I, I never had a retainer from them, I never had any guarantees at all, yeah. but I had enough scup, stuff scheduled, uh, you know, Fender, I would deal with uh, some people at Fender USA, and then I would deal with, you know, three or four different entities in Europe to schedule stuff, and then there would be... Oh, you're going to Australia, then I've been dealing with Fender Australia. So I would kind of piecemeal all this stuff together around tours and whatever else yeah, I was doing. Yeah. Uh, but there were times where Fender would do you know, they'd be like, Okay, well in in June and July, we're gonna do two weeks here and then we're gonna do ten days there. And then it would get to be mid May or something like that. And they're like, Well, actually it's like four days in June and you know, whatever. It was markedly less. Yeah with not a lot of leeway, and then I'm like, okay, well, I got to cover my nut here, and, and, and it was never it was never a desperate thing, but what I would do is be like, you know, I haven't used this stuff in a while, and, you know, and since Fender doesn't have me on retainer, I'm going to use their gear that sure. they've sent me
0: yeah.
1: as a way to offset these uncertain moments, and so usually what I would do is I'd just go over to Joe and I'd say, you know, make me an offer I can't understand on X, Y, and Z. And then I would purge. There was a while there. I mean, I was up to like 50 guitars and God knows what else. And then I was like, I I don't need all this shit. So then it went down to like 20 and now I'm back up to like 35 or whatever. I need to purge again.
0: Yeah.
1: So how are you going to purge? I'm I'm thinking I may. I mean, my buddy Val McCallum has been just like posting it on Facebook. You know, like he says, hey, I got this. You know, message me. I may just do that. Okay. Um, Although I do like a certain amount of anonymity about just going someplace because then people, you know, I I don't, I don't want any kind of, although it is a reality. I mean, people have, have a thing about, you know, not celebrity owned gear, but, you know, known guys, you know,
0: certainly your name carries some cachet.
1: Well, I, the only thing I th- think is cool about that, I mean, if people are fans of that kind of stuff, that's fine. But I personally think if, if a great musician has played an instrument, it's got it's got some things in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Course. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's been made into a bullion of goodness. It's, exactly. <laughs> but that's,
0: for, for, that, for that very reason, I, I think like reverb, you know, that way you'd you have a store on reverb right. and you could sell... Or Cream City have a have a store in your right, name on right. Riverbend. Well, I could
1: do it through Wildwood as well. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. done it. I, I last time I got rid of a lot of stuff. I did it through Wildwood. Oh,
0: okay, that makes sense too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the only problem is I I, I drove uh, out to one of my video shoots and I just floated my van and brought a bunch of stuff out there. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was great. It worked out great. But you know I haven't been out to Wildwood since yeah. February of 2020.
0: Yeah.
1: You know they send me all the stuff and I do it for my house. So. Which is crazy. That's crazy. Crazy business. But what are you going to do? But
0: there again, you know, if you did reverb, nobody knows how to ship stuff better than you. <laughs> well, there it
1: is. <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten up to snuff. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, Shipping yes. department at Crystal <laughs> Central has gotten pretty uh, pretty good.
0: Your garage must be uh, like full of tape guns and cardboard uh, well, boxes. Oh, actually,
1: it's my front room. Much to my much to my wife's chagrin. <laughs> but you know, we got this old. Um, we moved about six years ago. We moved into this old, you know, four-square, three-story Victorian in the cool part. Of, older part of Wauwatosa. And, the, and it was kind of a cool opportunity to get this house because we could see the bones were great, but it needed a little loving. So we, sure. we did some loving to it. And uh, what's so cool about it is that one of the people that lived there over the year was a piano teacher. So when you go into the front room, there's, uh, you know, it's cool, hardwood and whatnot. And there's this little hardwood bench that's built into the oh, kind yeah. of this part of the stairway that goes up. And that's where the students used to sit. Oh, and wow. then there's these pocket doors that shut. Uh, and when you open them up, it's the main hardwood floor. And there's like a bay window where the piano used to be. And that's where they used to wow. to teach. Uh, so now that front room area is yeah. kind of where all the boxes go. It's the go shipping from, department. It's the shipping department. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of an artsy-fartsy house. You know, there was the piano teacher that lived there for a year. The gal that lived in it... Uh, that we bought it from she was an artist okay. uh, painter and whatnot and uh it was so weird we we, <laughs> we moved in and we got a christmas card from this friend of ours and we're looking at the christmas card and i'm looking at the painting and in the bottom it says the name of the artist i'm like that's the gal that used to live here how weird is that yeah they get a christmas card with art from the gal that used to live in our place and then we live on saint charles street and apparently saint charles was the Patron saint of the arts. So I don't just, think you want to give your address, so. right? Well, sorry about that. It's, yeah, but yeah, so uh,
0: pretty cool. Um, this is a very important question. Yes. Shipping carrier, who do you prefer?
1: Uh, UPS. We're, we do the UPS. Okay. And uh, there's a UPS store that's right by my house, so I, you know, after they drop them off at my house and I'm done with them, I package them up and I load them in the van and just go down there and. I know all those guys. Like, Hey, what's going on? And away they go. Is everybody in your town about your height? No. <laughs> no. Although there are a few giants, but uh, no, we, uh, we tower above most. Good. <laughs> Anyways. Let that be a lesson to them.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for your time, Jake Craig. As a always. pleasure. Yes. And I look forward to hearing your podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I got to get am a I gotta, listener.
1: You are a listener? Well, cool. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I, we, need to, we need to get going with more. So for people who are wondering where it's coming back, we're working on
0: it. Oh, by the time this comes out, it'll be, you'll be in season five. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you play tonight. It's Likewise, to my friend. Oh, it's going to be rocking. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Have Guitar, Will Travel. You can catch up on all the things I'm doing at thedeadlies.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms as well. And please support Vintage Guitar and all the wonderful things they do because they do many, many wonderful things for us guitar players. Thanks. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.